Okay. Alright, hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Prime Podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. And who will join me and become stronger, faster, more alive? And watch this episode. I will! <laughs> I, I could be harder, better, faster, and stronger in that order? You may not be sufficiently blue. Oh, yeah. But yes, this but, is... But, but I'll make sure to hit that symbol at the last minute. <laughs> so this is Transformers Prime, episode 22, Stronger, Faster. Uh, first aired August 14th, 2011. Uh, meaning that this is now uh, over seven years old. Oh. oh. And, uh... <laughs> like, like my oldest nephew. <laughs> and uh, written uh, in her first writing for Transformers, period, by uh, Margaret Scott. Ooh, Yay. thanks. Is that, am I pronouncing that correctly? It's Margaret? Yes. Okay. Having spoken to her at one of the bot cons, I can confirm that yes, that's that's how it's pronounced. Okay, and, but we uh, still yes. don't know how to pronounce the director Sean um, horrible Lovecraftian horror. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, uh, she was, uh, I believe, originally the writer's assistant on this series, and then you know, twenty-two episodes in, I uh, wrote an episode, wrote a bunch more episodes, uh, then went on to write a bunch of comic books. And one of the few people who've written for both Transformers TV and comics. Oh yeah, that that's a small group. It's like that's her. her it's Furman. Um, yeah, who wrote Simon Furman. Like one episode. Simon Furman kind of went the other way. Yes, uh, he yeah. went from comics to TV. And yes, I do think he only wrote the one episode. Come to think of it, I'm trying to think if anybody else has written both. Um, I think Marty Eisenberg wrote like a club comic oh, of some right, sort. Yeah. Yeah, he wrote a club comic. I think did. I want to say he wrote on like the. Was he the one who did the the pack in for the twins? Oh yes, oh, he did. Yeah, that too. Yes, but that might be it. It might just be the two of them. Please, if you can think of anybody else, uh, write in. Yeah. I mean, there are people who wrote for the TV show who have written other comics, like I think Jerry Conway and Steve Gerber and Marv <laughs> well, Wolfman yes. wrote a bunch of comics in addition, but never Transformers yes. comics, I don't think. <laughs> Allegedly, Marv Wolfman has written a lot of comics. Lynn yes. Allegedly. Yeah, so I've heard. I mean, uh, no one's... I'm sure they're very obscure, niche comics. Yeah. That that Jerry Conway never heard of him. <laughs> guy uh, guy chucked uh, Spider Man's girlfriend off a bridge, and he never heard the end of it. Want <laughs> oh. I mean, you know, he did other things. He created Firestorm. Yeah, she's pretty great. And the Punisher. I mean, that's okay. Anyway, so we open with <laughs> Science Time with Ratchet. Yay!
in a bit of continuity from the previous episode, um, Ratchet is using the most of a formula for synthetic energon that to create what appears to be synthetic energon or synth N. Yeah, synth I I am thing. actually kind of disappointed they didn't call it nucleon <laughs> because <laughs> nucleon is kind of famously unstable. Yes. Yeah. Well, also, it was explode. This is just uh, weird. Also, it was the explanation for the action masters referenced. Yes, earlier on. <laughs> so, but there, there's already a bad sign here because this stuff is green, and we all know what happens <laughs> when Jeffrey Combs starts playing around with green goo. <laughs> I I was actually I was disappointed. I they used to have the reanimator on Netflix, but apparently not anymore. I was going to watch it in preparation for this. I did cuz I have it on Blu-ray. Ooh. Although I guess it should be Green Ray. Yeah. It should. I never watched that at all. I need to get the sequel. Well, the first sequel, not the next sequel, but what was that uh, Beyond the Reanimator, the one that takes place in like a prison in Spain for some reason? Yeah, it's, I, it involves, and, uh, oh no, the, there's something weird about it, like, and they were going to make another one that involved the president or something right, that um, never happened, which sounded way better than the prison one. I mostly know the prison one because A, it is a reanimated sequel, but also it has um, Chris Hemsworth's wife in it. Oh. Ooh. I mostly know of it because of the music video by, uh, oh, what the guy called Dr. Reanimator, I think. <laughs> Move your dead bones, bones, bones. Which is an okay video, but it's weird. Man, I love... Was that, like, techno? I think so. Because, man, I really love, like, random, clippy techno. (laughs) It's, like, half techno, because he's actually singing. It's not, like, as repetitive as, as your Daft Punk would be. Well, but, uh, well, if you guys are doing that, I'm going to have to introduce you to the to the glory that is Rock'em Sock'em Techno, which is techno music featuring uh, elderly Canadian hockey commentator Don Cherry. <laughs> okay. It exists, and it is terrible. Back, this is an old story. Back in the early 90s, uh, the radio station, the like alt-rock station I listened to, did a like techno show and like every time they would play this one that had all these clips from the running man and i still to this day get that stuck in my head clap if you love dynamo (laughs) oh is it actually clips of the hockey guy it is is, like no no it is clips of don cherry recorded for rock'em sock'em techno Oh, recorded specifically for it. That that's weird. Oh, it's it's bad. It's real bad. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think my first introduction to techno was in college in uh the computer labs, it was like sitting and being the monitor or whatever the crap it was called. Uh and the Night Rider theme song techno version was being played by a janitor in the hallway. That's impressive. And it's a really good version of that song. So anyway, Raph is there, and that allows Ratchet to do a little exposition, namely that um, the Autobots do not have a ton of energon, which I think has been touched on a couple of times in the show. Mm. 
And the Decepticons, as we've seen a couple of times, have like a lot of Energon mines, and they control all of them. So the Autobots just kind of have to subsist on scraps. Now, this this is something that occurred to me a couple times, by which I mean every time they use the ground bridge, but how much energy does the ground bridge use? I'm not Could sure. Could they not they're use a lot? I'm not sure it runs on Energon. I think it might just be them that run on Energon. Oh, yeah. Well, they could be using the base's power, but it, it, it's transporter thing. That should use way, way amounts of energy. But maybe they found a way to power it. Well, that's like a, a military facility. I mean, they've got they've got that thing hooked up to the grid. Yeah, they they don't mention that, but Ratchet does say that Energon is fuel, ammo, and first aid. It's like, oh, first aid's going to be in this episode. <laughs> oh no, he's just talking about. Energon patching them up and being pumped in like blood. Which right, but I, I don't think fuel, it runs... But actually I generally don't think it runs their devices for the most part. Although uh-huh. we do see Ratchet trying it on an engine, which I think is what he made for one of their the kids' science projects back in Masters and Students. Oh, I mean, I guess at the least it's probably the same model. It, it looks like that model with other stuff glued onto yes. it. I don't think it's the exact same model. Yeah, it's either also, that or Ratchet is building weird. a battle bot. I, I had looked it up because I had forgotten the, the name again, but it's uh, Messiah Messiah Temple of Dreams. I forget which one of those is the title and which one is the artist. But it's on YouTube. Hmm. Look it up. It will get stuck in your head for the next 25 years. <laughs> but yes. So, so this is... And they... I'm glad that later on they do make the distinction, uh, because I was like, but this is a machine, and they're not machines, so is this a, a good test? But I guess this is like testing stuff on mice, because later Optimus does talk about him testing it, needing to test it more on machines and not Autobots. Right. So. It is kind of a shame they didn't keep any scraplets around as guinea pigs. I guess what would you even keep them in, though? Because they eat everything. Plastic? Plastic? Glass? Do they? I think they, they probably metal. eat those things, too. No, they eat Cybertronian metal and other metals. Yeah. You would keep them in a flesh cage. <laughs> Just build a cage out of meatloaf. Ew. <laughs> uh, have... No, never mind. Anyway, so... You know, the uh, Energon stuff is happening on the sensors. They uh, Everybody's got to roll out. Ratchet is once more left behind. And he's, you know, felt, feeling kind of left out, kind of bad that he doesn't really, can't really help with anything. So, yep, it's uh, it's time to uh, pull a little self-experimentation, which is never a Yay. good idea. No. Well, you, you hired Jeffrey... Combs is your ratchet. It's like it, it's inevitable. Like I don't think any other ratchet would do this at this point, but this ratchet would. No, he's yeah. a, he's a little spookier than most other ratchets. Yeah, he he is a little bit. Yeah, and but I, you know he feels bad because he's like feels like he's not doing anything. <laughs> Poor guy. Yes, I mean he's stuck being the season three Rhinox. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he, he's more like Rhinox. Rhinox would do this. Oh, I mean, Rhinox did do this a bunch of times. Yes. Yeah. I mean, this is basically... 
I mean, I guess that's like the the two stock plots that you have is the dumb character becomes really smart or the <laughs> smart character becomes really like physically powerful. Yes. So yeah, this mm. is like Rhinox doing that stuff to himself and and it is sort of like the counterweight to the bulkhead episode. Mm-hmm. And it's got a little in common with a uh, guerrilla warfare from Beast Wars. Yeah. Which I mean involved yeah. uh Primal not Rhinox, but there were some similar story beats. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, he just collapses and his his eyes turn green. This is never going to be good. He's you know, we're we're talking gamma radiation poisoning at best here. Yeah, maybe don't do that. Better buy some gigantic purple pants. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so we are once more uh, in another giant canyon. Uh, Knockout and Breakdown are on the run. They have an Energon cube. Just one. Just, just one Energon cube. It's a cube. big one, but it's just strapped to break top of Breakdown. It's, it's like, like a canoe. Okay. And Breakdown complains about the drag, and I'm like... Yeah, like you compare, you care about aerodynamics. You're, you're a giant brick already, and why couldn't you stuff that energon cube inside of you? You're a SUV thing. <laughs> or more like a Hummer. He, he just clean. Where he keeps all his stuff. Yeah, he's, he's full of like cocky equipment. Uh. And a bunch of old pizza boxes. Anyway, so well, Knockout has apparently read the script because he knows the Autobots are low on juice. So he is deliberately trying to drag this out <laughs> as long as possible so they will ru- deplete their energon. That seems like the sort of detail that would be, like, very important to keep secret, but I don't know. I mean, maybe they just know that the Autobots just don't have energon resources on the planet. That's possible. Yeah. Because, I mean, as we know from this episode, the Decepticons have a bunch of support guys who are around to mine Energon, whereas the Autobots, it's just five dudes. I mean, yeah. as we'll learn, that's like a, a type of Viacon. Yes. Hmm. So anyway, they, they evade pretty much everybody, except for RC. Um, Ratchet tries to bridge her out, but she refuses to, to not do that. So she just uh, keeps going and ends up getting uh, shot down and is soon surrounded by Decepticons. He needed to just open a space bridge directly in front of her. And that's what I thought he was going to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what th- he's done that before. Yes. No, I don't think he did that, but it'll Somebody. happen. Yes. It, um, we skipped over yet another missile swarm. Oh, yep. Massive missile swarm, which was neat. It's like we're watching, a lot um, of missiles. Like we're watching Macross or something. Yes. Ah. Yeah. Circus. STF-1 shoulders. <laughs> anyway, it, but shockingly, it is Ratchet to the rescue who just comes out of this uh, ground bridge and just goes all double-O ninja on these Viacons. <laughs> yes, uh, apparently Ratchet has been watching Miko play video games, fighting games, because he even does a spinning bird kick at one point. <laughs> yes, like... I mean, apparently, I I cannot imagine there was ever a point in Ratchet's life where he was able to fight like this when he knew martial arts. I mean, I'm vaguely so surprised this... he didn't just straight up do a Hadouken. <laughs> so apparently part of what this Show does is can... also teaches you martial arts. Oh, I know Kung Fu. 
And he does a Batman punch. Yes. I love the Batman punch. Or at least I, that's what I call the Batman. Like, when somebody's sneaking up on a character in the foreground and they just put their arm up and the bad guy runs into the fist. I call that the Batman punch. Because <laughs> the first time I saw it was Batman in the animated series. I don't know if it's older than that, but... It's definitely a Batman thing. But apparently another thing that Ratchet has been watching is uh, Al Pacino movies. <laughs> yes. Because after he finishes this off with a hearty hoo Oh, yeah, the hoo Jeffrey Combs saying hoo feels so wrong. I mean, it's, it's, it's more wrong <laughs> than just Ratchet doing it, but Jeffrey Combs' voice, it, it doesn't... It's just so weird. Although it's I'm, I'm going to say Scent of Woman with Jeffrey Combs, better movie. Yeah, He's like a ma- he's like an old mad scientist who blinded himself with serum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he he like has Chris O'Donnell make him go on like a, a science tour of New York. <laughs> Wait, is that the one where he drives blind? Or am I thinking that is the one. Blind man movie. Oh. No, I'm pretty sure it's only that. Yeah, I mean, that, a lot of things happen in that movie because it's like three hours long, and there's a big courtroom scene at the end <laughs> with Philip Seymour Hoffman. I, wow. I, don't think I, I haven't watched movie. this movie. I mean, I it's, it, but it's, a it's, it's fine once. If, uh, it's just a dude movie about dude stuff. I'm like, yeah, I mean, there's, not enough things blow up. There is a lot of dude stuff going, going on. You could maybe, you might be okay with just like the 30 seconds of it they did on The Critic. <laughs> <laughs> there's a show I need to... To rewatch. Oh, is that on Netflix? That should be on Netflix. I don't. It, it's not a Canadian Netflix, at least. Hmm. Anyway, so everybody is all kind of amazed. Uh, they get back to base, and uh, Ratchet is all, "Oh yeah, I didn't know. I just straight up injected myself with this green goo." And Prime is all, <laughs> uh, "You know, it's pretty great that you're our medic, and you don't necessarily have to go out and like kick various asses with us as well. You're you're doing a lot of good here." He's just, it's such a, like, ratchet, this is worrying behavior. He's just so concerned. It's the best concerned yeah, face. Everybody else seems excited about it, because Bulkhead's especially excited. He's got another ass kicker on the team. But, oh, yeah. Yeah, but Prime is like, Prime knows Jeffrey Combs' voice, and he's like, oh, I got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> ratchet, are you I... shooting dope into your eyeballs? You can tell me. <laughs> I I can see Optimus being the kind of guy who's just that kind, like, fatherly concern about everything. Even though Ratchet is probably older than he is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the weird thing. Like, between this and animated, like, Ratchet's clearly acts older than Prime, but Prime is... Prime is Prime, so it, it's, it's such a weird situation. I was thinking about while watching this, like... Optimus should be acting like an old man too, but he's action hero because he's Optimus Prime. But Optimus is ageless. Yeah, he's yeah. like an elf. Well, I guess in depending upon the continuity, can be uh, written off as oh, the Matrix upgraded him and he's more youthful. Basically, I mean, it's kind of like like in uh, you know, like in Generation One, you've got Prime, who is kind of, you know, you're obviously the senior figure. But you've got guys like Ironhide and Cup who are older than he is. Yeah. Well, with Cup, it's believable because he's so cranky and acts <laughs> like an ancient person. Well, yes. Or even I would argue that Ultra Magnus seemed older than Optimus Prime. Mm. 
it, either no. they came up together or like Prime trained him. I always got the feeling like like Magnus was like Prime's little brother in a way. Who grew well, some, sometimes he is his little brother. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes that's well, canon. Well, okay, yeah, there was, um, was Robots in Disguise the first one? Right? Yes, where they're actually brothers. I think that's the only thing where they're brothers. And then I guess in... Well, the, I, the Dreamwave comics. Are they brothers, or does he just no. have, like, a white prime oh, inside of him? No, they're brothers in okay. the Dreamwave. Right, well, I, I realize most people have, like, closed off that part of their memory. <laughs> I tried to. I tried to. It doesn't exist. Yeah, but, but yeah, they were brothers in the Dreamwave stuff. Because the writing level there was not high for the most part. Anyway, so, so yeah, later there, he's training with Bulkhead. He is really being all come at me, bro, to, uh, <laughs> to Bulkhead. Yes. And as they're sparring, he just straight up throws him through a wall and then immediately hits on RC. Yeah, that, that's the weirdest thing. Did he just? Yes, yes, he did. He, or see, he hit on you, and that's so gross for various reasons. It is. They, they are. No one is the least bit impressed. It's like ew. It's inter- it's interesting because there are basically two bits where any sort of like inter transformer romance are ever mentioned on the show, and they're both in this episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, because like the partner thing with the cliff jumper and stuff was never. I think that was just like platonic in any way. Yeah, it it seemed like like part cops partners, but did right. you know men and women can be platonic friends? <laughs> yes, it, it's normal. It, it's although this, wait is is this maybe an echo of animated where the RC and Ratchet there? I mean, that wasn't, I didn't really see that as entirely romantic either. No, I think it no, was just it was Ratchet being you know. too big for his britches here. I mean, this is definitely That's, Ratchet. Hey, yeah. I am like juiced up and there yes. is <laughs> one woman of my species possibly in existence. <laughs> yes. So, uh, well, and, two, but one Autobot one. Well, that's true. The other one doesn't count because she's terrifying. Yes. Umpteen more. Well, uh, I will get to that. Yes. Where's that next? Oh no, that is this episode. (laughs) I mean, I guess if you want to have eggs laid in your torso afterwards. Maybe you're into that. I don't judge. Yeah, that's fair. But stick deep. They got hollow torsos. They're robots. You know, there's there's the spark chamber. There's extra room in there. You know, it'll keep. Yeah, but you know, she's like whatever she's hatching in there is going to chew its way out. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not like Transformers have never carried an organic inside their chest cavity. Ahem, <clears throat> Scorponok. <laughs> Why is there a baby in there? <laughs> Swerve was so confused. Uh, so, yeah, as, as Bulkhead knows, he is stronger, faster, and studlier. <laughs> <laughs> RC is so unimpressed. And they now come to the terrible realization that uh, that this new synth N has transformed Ratchet into a bro. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Alas. I they mean, need him to be a medic, not a bro. And, and he, he, making things worse, his like regular robot mode kind of looks like he, he has a popped collar already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's an excellent point. 
so anyway, there's uh, there's more Decepticon activity going on, and Ratchet is going along this time because they figure, well, I mean, as long as he's going to be like this, we might as well point him at somebody we don't like. <laughs> we keep an eye on him, but he just runs head first, spouting one-liners and killing dozens of vehicons. Oh yeah, and for the first time, we see his vehicle mode. Yes, was that wow? That oh, is it? really the first time. Twenty-two episodes in. Really? Yes. Wow. I, I could have sworn we saw it in like one of the first few episodes. I don't think we see it in the pilot. Really? Could have sworn at some point in the pilot like he was parked inside the base or something. I don't believe so. Isn't there okay. no, isn't there a so. point where he's like driving Raph around? Not that I can recall. Doesn't he I may, like pick up Raph at home? I may be wrong. I, just because Actually, no, you may be right, but certainly we haven't seen it much. Yeah, we no, definitely no, we haven't seen it much. Only seen it in passing, if at all. Because yeah. he doesn't leave the base. He's not just going to drive around the base. Oh. He's going to drive to the other side of the room, grab something, and drive back. <laughs> and yeah, there are a bunch of uh, Viacom miners here who are specifically mentioned as being, like, mining class. Yes, yeah, so which apparently the they risk... caste system? I mean, Apparently, the Autobots respect their status as non-combatants, yeah. which is interesting. Anyway, uh, I mean, good for them. I mean, I also like when he is driving through these Decepticons. He's saying, "It's all right. I'm an emergency vehicle." <laughs> yeah, he actually has good one-liners. He does. <laughs> he does. So yeah, he ends up capturing like one Decepticon miner, and this guy's giving him some sass. Once again, questioning how sentient oh, oh. these guys are. Yeah, how he captures him though. This one miner is running away from the drill after he's killed all the fighting fly vehicons. Ratchet climbs up on the cliff to go after him, picks up a big rock, chucks it as if he's in a Warner Brothers cartoon or a Beast Wars episode. Yes. And it just clonks the vehicon miner on the head. Yes. Then he proceeds to torture him. Yes. That, I swear, did that actually happen in a Beast Wars episode? It felt so familiar. i almost certain it happened to, I think, Tarantulas. <laughs> okay. Or no, I think maybe Scorponok. Hmm. Oh, yeah, it is more of a Scorponok thing. Yeah. Uh. It clunked him the head at long I range. think it might have been a thing where it clunked him on the head and then, it, like, his head flattened out. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. This Probably. doesn't go that far. Then, no, because, no. Uh, in fact, this goes kind of that wouldn't work. the other way because he just captures this guy. This guy's giving him some sass, and, and then Ratchet just takes a blowtorch to this guy's face. Yeah, that um, Ratchet torture doesn't really work. I mean, it kind of works here only because, like, he's a miner, he's a non-combatant, he's going to tell you anyway. Yeah. Oh, did you burn his face off? Like, you could have just, like, given him the scary face, and he probably would have done it. Or start talking yeah. about Dark Energon. <laughs> dark Energon. Yeah, but no, we we hear that Viacom screaming. Oh, yeah. Dark Caramel. <laughs> <laughs> Deep <laughs> hurting. <laughs> dark Mocha. So the rest of the Autobots get there, and they're all, you know, ratchets. You know, it's kind of nice that you're coming along with us, but maybe don't murder that guy you just tortured. Yeah, he was about Which to I, it, it's... 
I did end up wondering, like, so y'all can just murder them left and right, but torture is, like, suddenly this huge moral failing, but then he points out that this was a, like, like I said, uh, recognized non-combatant. I'm like, all right, fine. And also, I mean, that, I mean, that is the Geneva Conventions. I mean, you can, you know, have a war where you just, you know, shoot guys, but you can't torture them once you've captured them. Yes, well, there's that too. I mean, that's that's pretty much the way it is with people, as well as robots. Yeah. Well, well, thankfully, we we don't also have old people who have some kind of juice injected in them and turn into superheroes or supervillains, kind of. So, oh my God, just just imagine super strong old people running around. Ugh. <laughs> Scary. Uh, I believe they call that Viagra. Yes. Uh, mm. That joke coming to you fresh from 1998. <laughs> Oh, 1988. Is that when uh, Stephen King's Golden Years was on? Uh, no, that's more like 1988. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so... I think that was about old people. Used to so he know. doesn't kill this guy, but Ratchet is... He he is full-on roid rage now. So he's all, hey, like, uh, you know... Hey, RC, how how did your, you know, how did this wishy-washiness help you, you know, not get your partner killed? And hey, Prime, how about you've... How come you've never killed Megatron despite fighting him all the ding dong time? That's uh some <laughs> pretty harsh there. burns there. At which point Bulkhead has to all but throw RC over his shoulder to hold her back. <laughs> Doesn't quite go that far, but you know, he's like, eh, eh. Yeah. I'm gonna fuck him up. Which honestly is an entirely reasonable response from her at this point. Yes. So so Prime is all okay, listen, Ratchet, you are all messed up, go back and, you know, you're, you're confined to base. So he goes through the ground bridge and then immediately charges back out, knocks over Bulkhead and heads off after the Decepticons. So he is headed to a different Energon mine where we, uh, we see Breakdown who is having a chat with a Viacon about an interesting topic. Oh, also first, uh, before Prime starts when at the beginning of that thing with Ratchet burning everybody, <laughs> Ratchet's roast, uh, he he says something to Prime about it being time for another lecture, and I'm like, it's always time for another lecture from Prime. You should know this by now. I'm having a drinking uh, game. You do another one. I'm gonna have more of this green stuff. Yes. <laughs> oh, but okay. So anyway, so breakdown. Talking to a Viacon about. Like, how did he put it? Uh, yeah, about... she's kind of domineering, and the extra arms are weird, but I find myself intrigued by her. <laughs> yes, this totally is straight. Many, many, he's, many levels. He's like very straight, guys. He's extremely yeah. straight. I mean, I'm willing to believe that Knockout is gay and Breakdown is bisexual. That's fair. That's fair. I guess, but like, the fact that he's talking behind Knockout's back... To random Viacon about wanting to get with creepy insect lady is just ah oh, breakdowns an idiot and a schmuck. <laughs> Perfect voice casting, I guess. Yes, oh, he's a scumbag. I mean, I can. That's def- again a a good way to end up with something horrible implanted in your chest. Yeah, listen, knockout is not opening up this relationship. I don't care that you think it's getting stale, <laughs> and especially not with her. Yeah. 
Again, being petty. Starscream, maybe. <gasps> okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like, maybe that's why Starscream and her were getting at it, was because she's been <laughs> eyeing the local, the resident bear. Although, wait a minute. Knockdown has said he doesn't like flyers, or Knockout has said he doesn't like flyers, so... Mm, yeah. Maybe, maybe just on the down low. Mm. <laughs> Isn't he already on the down low? Where's <laughs> that term change? But, but yeah, he's just. Again, we get the like. What exactly is the status of the vehicles? Because yeah, he's just palling around. Yeah. With he's he's a working class guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe it's like how on the old Spider-Man cartoon, Spider-Man would just talk to like random gargoyles. <laughs> like like rock gargoyles, not like Keith David. Oh yes, man, I, I assume. So oh, that's, well, a spo- that's a crossover what? I never knew I wanted until now. I want that so bad. That's well, Spider Man, I think you should just tell Mary Jane how you feel about her. Oh wow, that that's such a good combo. Why the fuck? Oh my, Disney owns both of them. They Someone do. make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that would be really uh, good. Slot is off uh, Spider-Man now. Somebody somebody make this. Make this happen. <laughs> yes. Uh, so anyway, he just busts in here and meanwhile, uh, Knockout is telling Megatron, you know, we haven't found any new sources of energy on. And I don't know why you're yelling at me because I am a surgeon, not a geologist. <laughs> I'm not just a scientist, scientist, which is like generic, I guess. I mean, what we we know, Knockout is kind of a doctor, but he's more about cosmetics, cosmetic makeovers. What exact kind of scientist is he? I mean, I guess the line has always been a little blurred with Transformers between scientists and, well, yeah, and medics. Yeah, that, that's an, a carryover from Marvel. And comics. any Transformer scientist is typically like. A scientist. Yeah. Yeah. A doctor. Or mad scientist. And then Ratchet coming up even calls himself the Doctor of Doom. Yes. Oh my god. Which, and, which... and I like it a little... Uh... Hmm? I was just saying that a uh, nice bit of continuity. Knockout says that they were attacked by a new Autobot. Because he's <laughs> yeah. never met yeah. Ratchet. Yeah. Look yes. He's never been out. Nobody's because been Ratchet's out. never left... The... I mean, he hasn't. He has occasionally left the base, but he so rarely. I love that he so rarely leaves the base that there are Decepticons who <laughs> don't know, don't even he realize is. he's there. Who is he? He doesn't even go here. Which just <laughs> now, I really, really want Jeffrey Combs as Doctor Doom. Because Doctor Doom, you can do mostly with just a random dude in a suit or CG. It's like get Jeffrey Combs. He's perfect. He's supposed to be the he'll he'd have to be the same age as the guy who plays Reed though because they went to school together. I mean, I guess if they do post mask, well, yeah, well, you could have a different guy out of costume or something. What? Yeah, it's just like some hunk, and he's like got Jeffrey Combs' voice coming out of him. That's terrifying. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> work. We're, he doesn't even have to speak. We don't even have to really see. I'd rather not see Doom out of the suit. I, I mean, you kind of have to see Doom before he becomes Doom. Yeah, in a, I guess. you can do that in a silent flashback. Really easy. I guess. Uh, anyway, so so yeah, Ratchet busts in here. He 
he, he just beats the hell out of Breakdown. Uh, and then he, he takes on Megatron, actually knocks him down with one punch. And then immediately Megatron gets up and punches Ratchet so hard that he, like, ruptures all of his organs. <laughs> yeah, it's all Ratchet. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty bad. I mean, Megatron's serious business, again, we, he's serious business. And he's like, what are you talking about, Knockout? This is Optimus Prime's doctor. Come on. You got beat up by Optimus Prime's doctor? It's Good job. And- Good job. It's kind of strange that the medic on medic violence, the arguably strongest ratchet at this point because of his uh, addiction to synth energon, the strongest ratchet does the worst against a Megatron in his series. Normally, yeah, this is does one. A lot this better. is an yeah, because ratchets are all about suicidally attacking Megatron. Yeah, but usually ratchets yeah. when they fight Megatron, they fight smarter, not harder. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the problem is this, Usually this, they have, like, a spaceship to crash yeah. or something. Yeah, unfortunately, this ratchet lines. is all strong, not no smart. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, he, like, he just collapses to the ground. There's just a huge puddle of green goo forming under him. It's like Tom Noonan at the end of Manhunter. You. <laughs> uh, It, it's pretty, pretty bad. And he's like, hey, a knockout. You need to, need a sample of that synthetic energon? Go scoop some up. <laughs> <laughs> Which is definitely a, uh, that's a way to go about it. Just bleed it out of the guy. And so apparently this synthetic energon was making Ratchet invisible to the Autobot sensors. And so now that most of it has bled out of him, they can find him. Oh, I didn't even notice that part. Yeah, it does. And and I think this will come up again, uh, but it does seem like some of their sensor stuff is just attuned to Energon. Yes. And if it's weird Energon or dark Energon, then they can't necessarily see it I mean, normally. I mean, what it really means is that a lot of their sensors are attuned to the script. Yes. And <laughs> so they're like, oh, hey, suddenly Ratchet has appeared on our stuff again. A, a wild Ratchet appears. Yes. Uh, Megatron, Megatron used fist and it was super effective. (laughs) It really was. Also, now I am done talking about Megatron using fist. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's next episode. (laughs) So knockout has, is is like filled up a little jam jar with uh, ratchets, vital fluids. And now Mm. he's just going to saw his face off. Just for fun. So the Autobots are there. Ratchet like hits him, and his saw gets stuck in the like wall of the cave. And because he's now learned his lesson that drugs are bad, he tosses this jam jar and it just smashes. Also, the saw is Knockout's hand. Yes, I should point out because you know otherwise it getting stuck in the wall isn't really going to be that big a deal. Yeah, it's, it's like a hot rod Transformers the movie saw hand. Except it's yes. it's more jagged and less pizza cuttery. Yes, it's more <laughs> scary, but not much. Depending upon your type of pizza cutter, there are some jagged ones. Not this. I mean, you're, you're cutting some heavy duty pizza with this thing. Yeah. So knockout is of course mad, but he just has to leave because he's also a big coward. <laughs> yeah. 
And uh, this is a rare doctor versus doctor fight. Yeah. Yeah, because, well, we don't usually have a Decepticon doctor explicitly. No, I think he's re- he's pretty much the first and kind of the only. Yeah, unless you're reading tech specs where I think Hook was supposed to be a doctor. Yeah, Hook was like a surgeon. Yeah, yeah I think that came up in like one line of dialogue in uh, maybe the City core, of Steel. Yeah, the, the City Steel, maybe the core or something. I think like fifty percent of individual Constructicon characterization is from City of Steel, and the other <laughs> half is from the Core. Yeah, and those are both bad episodes. Yeah. Yes, yes, they are. I think the Core is underrated as to how bad it is. <laughs> so I just like i I think there need to be more Decepticon medics. I think that's a very interesting concept and you know i i think i've seen fan characters i had a draft of one myself at some point yeah like just idw added um what the crap was his name pharma no besides pharma there there was one on cyber well not actually well i guess was he he was a decepticon at one point kind of oh yeah that guy was like a remodel Uh, of skids or something in design flat put Oh, yeah, and there's also a guy, Flatline, who I think showed up. Maybe he's a movie oh, guy. That's the one I was thinking of, Flatline. He's, oh, yeah. he's like a black skin. But yeah, I think it came up that, like, that Kaput guy was in, in the IDW oh, yeah. stuff recently was actually a Decepticon. You never hire a doctor named Kaput. <laughs> but he was, like, you know, just a generally not that. I think he was just sort of, like, kind of didn't have good bedside manner, but was otherwise just a perfectly good medic. And, oh, and also, I'm totally forgetting uh, Scalpel from uh, Revenge of the Fallen. Oh, yeah, that yes. little guy is adorable. Oh, um, Tiny German spider guy. Didn't IDW kind of make Arachnid a doctor or something like that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Some kind of mad scientist. Anywho. Anyway, so, uh, so we're back at the base. Um... Ratchet is getting uh, patched up. I don't know who fixes him when he's broken. Do they just have to like kind of lo- like look through his stuff and try and figure out how it all works? Mm-hmm. Maybe Bumblebee is trained as a medical assistant. No, Maybe, so. yeah. I mean, it seems that Ratchet would want an assistant who never talks to him. Yeah, that's appropriate. <laughs> that sounds ideal. Yeah, you just got to beep once for yes, twice for no, like Captain Pike. <laughs> so Prime is uh, is at his bedside. And he's uh, Ratchet is very remorseful about what he's done, and mm. Combs is very good here. Yeah. Yes, I mean he's always very good, but he usually just has to be like vaguely pissy to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's and Prime is all you know. It's it's fine. We and hey, good news. Uh, we actually. Like stole the energon from that mine, so now we have a bunch of energon. So you don't have Yay. to. So now we don't have to all inject ourselves with green goo. Yeah, and it's all these nice, tidy, blue, glowing cubes that they just have sitting there yeah. in the middle of the floor, where nothing <laughs> is going to set them off at all. And did, we're not letting Miko into this room. <laughs> no, no. Oh God! Just imagine her trying to plug an amp into one of those or something. Oh God. Oh. Or, I mean, listen, she might just try and eat it. Yeah. 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 
That would be what she would do once she realized that there wasn't, like, a good jack for the plug. Mm. And and hey, the other good news is that, uh, you know, Ratchet uh, destroyed the sample. So, uh, you know, the Decepticons don't have it either. Nope. But great. Cut cut to a tiny drop on that shattered uh, jam jar and uh, knockouts there. Yeah. Yes. He left two puddles in two different spots on the ground. I don't think there's going to be a problem finding a small sample. The reagent must flow. Well, I mean, presumably he got a lot of it into that jam jar. Well, the first maybe... jam jar, but then he collapsed a second time and it was leaking even more. I mean, unless uh, the Autobots mopped it up when they were taking him away. God, he must have just been sloshing around as he walked. Yeah. So much in him. But it, it's a real sort of X-Files, the end, or is it, kind of ending. <laughs> yes. And I do Set enjoy Set up those. for a potential follow-up episode ending which i don't think happens uh, oh it it does it does come back yes eventually oh okay like i think next season ah okay yeah apparently well it would have to because we don't have much of the season left mm. yeah apparently oh wow it comes back in episode 60 oh geez okay that, um that's that, that would be why we forgot it it's gonna be a while yes well, I guess Knockout is better at uh, proper testing of his formulas. I mean, Knockout is not going to test anything on himself. No. <laughs> I mean, the, what I mean, he has all those Viacons to test. Yeah, on. I know. Yeah, and and no empathy or morals. Also that. <laughs> so uh, yeah, this is this is a very strong uh, so uh, like episode considering that um, it's a real you know winners don't use drugs episode it, is this episode stro- Put drugs so strong because of its almost complete and total lack of humans like I think, it's got it's got a little raff in it yeah don't we like see him for like the first minute of the episode then he's gone yeah then it's all nothing but robots on yes. i think it's so strong because of Jeffrey Combs. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it is a Jeffrey Combs, like, solo episode. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I'm i fine with the human-centric episodes, because the humans in this show are pretty unobtrusive. Uh, yeah, they're generally... Yeah. I I still don't like Raph as being a translator program for Bumblebee, but that seems less of a thing as time goes on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little concerned about Raph being, like, a 12-year-old national security risk. Yeah. A, a well, be concerned for him. He can hack into uh, the government computers like he, he's a disaster waiting to happen. I mean, listen, they averted that in uh, in war games. Hmm. Yeah. Think they'd have upped their security just, by Just now. get this kid an Ali Sheedy. He'll be fine. Yeah, he'll be okay. <laughs> or, uh, I don't know, introduce him to Eddie Deason. Uh, no, that's future the next Transformers series. guest star. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And also, do not introduce him to that guy played by Eddie Deason. No. No, no. no. I mean, not the actual Eddie Deason, who I'm sure is nice, but he plays, you know, a Decepticon. Oh, well, yes. yes. He was one of the goofier Decepticons. So goofy he could be reformed. (laughs) And so, yes, that is Stronger Faster. You can find us all over the internet. We are on Twitter, we're on Tumblr, and we're on Facebook. 
And we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with our hosting fees and other expenses. That is at patreon.com slash iaconunderground. And for our Patreon uh, supporters, we have a bonus episode every month. This past month of August, uh, we did a, a new episode of Kimono Friends. What will we do in September? It's a mystery. <gasps> Even to us, <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Even yeah, to us. But hey, we'll if, if, you, if you have any suggestions, uh, hook us up. Okay. Yeah. Well, I have two suggestions, but we'll figure that out later. Just add us on Twitter. <laughs> Don't at me, bro. That's right. Hashtag, hashtag. And so, ne- and so next week, the, uh, the end of the season is nigh. What? And so perhaps dun, dun, dun. is the, the end of the life of one of our cast members, because next episode is One Shall Fall. Oh no. <laughs> ah, cliches. <laughs> so until then, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. No, I'm a little tired or older and I'm David. Weaker, slower. <laughs> All right. So, okay. I got my <laughs> one of my one of my notes for this episode is just in all caps totally straight. <laughs> we'll get to that.